It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 8th of June. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, Prince Harry has told the High Court his motive for suing tabloid newspapers over alleged phone hacking was to protect his wife, Meghan, and he says that he hopes his case will stop the abuse, intrusion and hate. Meanwhile, Rishi Sunak will meet with the US President Joe Biden at the White House later today, where they'll discuss the threat, among others, posed by artificial intelligence. And millions of holidaymakers face a summer of travel chaos, with Heathrow Airport to be hit by the biggest series of strikes in its history. 
Happy summer, everybody. The time is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, well, uh, more uh, evidence uh, given by Prince Harry in his case in the High Court yesterday. But I have to say, not leading a lot of the front pages today. Actually, a lot has moved on, particularly with the Prime Minister's trip to Washington. It's his second day in D.C. today, and he's going to be meeting the, Prime, the President of the United States, obviously, um, in the White House. Um, AI, um, the threat of artificial intelligence, is uh, going to be very near the top of the agenda, along with the course, uh, helping Ukraine and, of course, uh, issues uh, with the world economy. Uh, we'll be talking about all of that throughout the show with lots of top guests. And, of course, include my guest joining me all this morning, Chief Reporter at Politics Home, Alan Tolhurst. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Um, I'm really delighted. I'm going to say this. We're going to push Harry aside, first of all. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, and relax, everybody. Um, let's talk about the Prime Minister in the United States. Yeah. Uh, um, thankfully, there's actually some substantial stuff to talk about, not just, mm. oh, do we have a special relationship? Nonsense. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about this threat of AI. Um, we, yeah. We've had you know, some of the founders of AI, some of the key figures running the companies that you know developing the most uh, advanced artificial intelligence, talking about you know this threat and how it could turn on us. And we had Rishi Sunak's own aide uh, the other night on Talk TV talking about how you know this this we, mankind could, you know, they could wipe mankind out within two years. You right. know if if it, it's racing along. And most of us, those of us who go, oh, have you got an iPhone or some? I mean, you know we. I can operate technology, sure. but that's, I'm not an early adopter. I think yeah. we can safely say I saw no reason to give up cassettes for some years. Um, they're, back I, I, they're, they're back around again. Yeah, they now, are, now they're cool again. Yeah. Oh, my daughter discovered my LPs. I mean, yeah, mom, yeah. you're cool, apparently. You know. Um, but uh, how, how concerned should we be? Is this something that people in government are genuinely talking about or is it just the latest sort of thing to put on the front pages? No, it, it really is. And, and I've really noticed in the past few weeks it's kind of galloped to the front of the agenda. Agenda. Lots of MPs that I speak to, it does genuinely come up, and lots of um, parliamentary committees want to start their inquiries and investigations into it. I'm, maybe it's just a kind of a, an interesting kind of policy idea that people are kind of interested in now. Maybe they won't be in, in six months, yeah. but certainly for the moment, it, it does seem to be really, really um, a kind of key piece yeah. on, on the agenda. And there's lots of talk of about of, of some sort of uh, regulation, some yes. global regulation. I don't know how that works. I mean, uh, apparently, the UK is going to be hosting a global AI summit in the autumn, yeah. and among those invited will be the Chinese. I mean, They've been poaching, uh, you know, using you beside using cyber warfare to poach, mm. um, you know, in, in intelligence and poach technology from the West for, for the last you know, twenty years. I mean, they don't develop anything themselves; they just steal uh, whatever they can from the West. Um, we're not going to be able to regulate the Chinese or the Russians uh, or the Iranians or any other country that doesn't want to be regulated, are we? Uh, that might be quite difficult. Yeah, you're right. But what Britain wants to do, and Sunak has been pointing this out when he's in America, is that he thinks that you know the US and China are the two big players in this, mm. as there are a lot of things, and that another country, a sort of third country, needs to be a kind of a broker and to be seen as kind of the person, the third country that can speak to all the other countries that are involved in it and help with the regulation. And Sunak sees a position for the UK yeah. to be that third country. There's a lot of other countries will also want to be that as well, because it's going to be quite a comfortable yeah. position, given how important I think AI Emmanuel is Macron is definitely trying to be on that list. Right, is but he, the difficulty actually was one of the things about us being not in the EU anymore. The EU will obviously approach a lot of this regulation as a block, whereas yeah. the UK will be outside of that regulation. Yeah, and get to do what we think is the right thing to do. So Mind-blowing idea. So therefore it does give the UK an advantage over some European countries, yeah. but it's still going to be a kind of hotly contested area. Yeah. And obviously that's why Sunak wants to get out on the front foot. And it's definitely, I've seen some in the government are actually trying to get out there in front of things. They're seeing yeah. this as, you know, rather than 
waiting to react to something, they're trying to look around the corner. But this is the thing. Coming. I mean, we talk about, you know, the advances of, you know, from people having you know, the, the first computers, supercomputers, which were the size of warehouses, which we basically now carry around in our in our phones. I mean, they, they, they have, we have more powerful technology in the average smartphone than the, the best. Yeah, computers. the computing power of that is, is more than what sent the first rocket. Yeah, to I mean, it, it, is, like, it is mind blowing. And you, and, and you think how much they have changed our lives in terms of how we interact. You think, you know, how, how the role they played, certainly during you know, COVID and some of us might say maybe it'd be better if we hadn't had that teleology. We would never have been able to have people you know, on the laptop classes, you know, working from home. Um, but but it's it is for those of us who are not you know tech people, um, the, the AI, the nanotechnology as well. That's mm. another big factor. The this the rate and the pace of change is. I mean, it is the correct use of the term exponentially. It really, yeah. really is of the scale of anything we can really comprehend. Um, and it is going to change our lives, our children's lives. I've got a six-year-old, you've got a little baby still. Their lives will be completely different in a way that our lives are so different from, you know, our. But we, we will think our lives are very different from our parents and our grandparents. This is going to be another big leap. But then you've got the added ex- issue of the threat mm. um, of, of what can be done with AI. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love you to get in touch. We were wondering this morning, like, what do we want to talk about? I'm not sure Prince Harry, are we are we particularly interested in that anymore? And I'm thinking, actually, everyone seems to be obsessed with the AI threat. I want to know from you. You know, do you think it's a threat? Are you concerned about it? What are your concerns? Um, do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Do tweet me uh, at uh, Talk TV. You can text the word Talk in your message to eight seven treble two. I'd love to hear from you on that. Um, I also wonder how concerned you are about this threatened heat wave this this uh, this uh, weekend. I've looked at the forecast for where I live, and uh, there's no mention of anything remotely resembling 30 degrees seem to be quite a lot of rainstorms uh, coming this weekend where I am so I'm not sure we are going to get the barbie out um, but it was extraordinary yesterday there were you know a heat alert was issued because we we may see degrees 30 degrees in some parts of England over the weekend um, I have to say, I've been railing on social media about this. You know, there were some viral, choice. Julia. There were some most days. There were some choice words. One of them began with an F, and, and another one ended with an F. If you can, I don't know, you can work out what that might be. Um, and um, just but this, this madness. We used to say, yeah, wonderful, warm weekend coming up, mid June, brilliant. Now it's a heat, it's a heat alert, and people are being warned to be careful. We got a little, well, we, the powers that be, have got a little bit hysterical about this, haven't they? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, last summer when we were reaching things like 40 degrees, I understood why there was lots of stuff. And that, that, that is was genuinely, unpleasant. That was, I'm going to have to lie still. But that is a risk, genuine risk to health of, of, for, the, for the very young and for the very old. I, I totally understand why there was lots of precautions taken. And 30 degrees doesn't feel like necessarily well, a lot of us a lot of us pay a lot of our money our to go somewhere that is 30 degrees, degrees. Yeah, that is true. a thing but i had lots of people responding to that saying oh you know but then you sit in aircon no no people they sit out I and mean, i don't i don't want to sit out in the sun in 30 degrees i'm i'm a virus stock i'm not made for that you're a french stock you're designed to yeah, be in the heat it. do you just yeah. sit there and just go wonderful shade of caramel exactly well i'm playing i'm playing cricket on saturday so i'm hoping that it'll be yeah it'll be nice when i'm out there it won't yeah be raining, so. yeah but that, and this is the thing most of us are looking forward to it i just find this whole doom and gloom uh, you know someone the other day saying uh, you know britain is bracing itself for a hot summer no people are going when is it when is winter going to end i mean i'm looking yeah. outside every single day this week they said oh it's going to be lovely uh, you know oh i've got bare legs you know great i'll go to school go to school go to go to the studio and i'm freezing on the way yeah. in i'm freezing on the way home yeah i, I honestly I, I don't really yeah 30 degrees doesn't feel like the sort of time to no. start panicking no. basically. calm down but then you, I, people say oh but lots of people who can't cope with the heat you say, yeah actually more people nine out of ten you know uh, heat or cold related deaths are 
from the cold. Even in Africa, nine out of 10 deaths mm. from extreme temperatures are from the cold. The cold is the threat, not the heat, because the heat, you can just, you know, close the curtains and just sit still and drink yeah. a lot of cold water. And it has to be, for it to be, to those, those years when there have been lots of deaths, it's prolonged yeah. heat waves that take over the whole summer, yeah. not just one weekend of no, 30 exactly, degree heat. Exactly, exactly. Um, can I um, also talk to you about Heathrow? Again, talking about people trying to go away. Yeah. Um, Unite security officers at Heathrow Airport are going to strike for a total of 31 days mm. over the summer from sort of late June to the end of August. It's the biggest strikes to hit the airport in their history. Pretty much they're going to be on strike every weekend over the summer. Now, Look, there are people like me who, if it was legal, I was on a plane uh, for even in 2020. Um, there are lots of people who just, look, they, they either didn't have the money uh, because they were, you know, people on furlough, people lost their jobs, people were, were, were scared to travel. They uh, couldn't cope with the, and it was not just the cost, but the paperwork of, of all the travel restrictions. And then, of course, we had, they didn't have enough staff last summer and loads of flights were cancelled. Yeah. I mean, every single summer, which is most, most people who only have one holiday a year, yeah. they save up, they work hard all year to pay for that one family holiday. I mean, we all remember our family holidays as kids. There's that vivid memories because they are so important for families um, and they could well be ruined again. Yeah, and it's interesting because we, talk, we talked a lot on this show about kind of the, the support... We talk a lot for, about holidays on this no, show. No, but, a lot, but support, for, <laughs> support for strikers and people going on strike in different areas. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of support for, still, for, for nurses, for ambulance staff, for lots of health workers going on strike. Yeah. And then it kind of... It goes down and there's rail rail staff. And I, th- and I think when you get to, you know, stopping ordinary people from going on their holidays, I do think that you have less support for that. And it's interesting that we're, you know, like I say, another summer of that. It does, it, it you know, in a sense, it gets to a point where is it helping or hindering your cause? Yeah. And, but- and, and obviously for them, it does require public support for strikers yeah. in order for them well, to Well, we did think, didn't we, when, when we had um, is it customs officials, not customs, you know, passport officials, when they were replaced by um, uh, soldiers yeah. doing the job, um, the, you know, people, I mean, I, I certainly travelled to one of those uh, days and it was wonderful. We just whipped straight through. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, my passport was still checked in the gates. They still had um, offices. My sister with her young you know, son had to go through the other day when they had all the e-gates were down and the queues were sort of four or five hours yeah. in airports with a two-year-old after two hours on the tarmac before you even take off. I mean, this is hell on earth for, for families. Um, you just, I just feel, you know, are we just getting used to the fact that, you know, just nothing's going to work and everything is going to be stressful. I mean, when I travel now, we, I just now accept that you just can't, you know, I could never, years gone by, you know, oh, I'll just book a flight that comes back late and then get up early in the morning. Mm. No, no, I've got to build in 10 hours of delays now, just in case. Yeah, it's, and, and obviously the, one of the reasons their industrial action is because they still think there's not enough staff, there's not enough yep. people important there, and that's obviously leading and to all these kind of concerns. Oh, my Absolutely. view is if there's a queue for anything, you haven't got enough staff. Right, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that, you no, know, you're right, you're right. I, I never understand an airports why do you not have enough staff on you i mean i've got a scheduled flight i know when my flight's leaving or when it's arriving why is it a surprise to you at the airport when that's yeah. literally your job yeah so yeah, i've had that with you land somewhere and so there's no and suddenly they just whip someone in to like do the passport so well a bit of you're talking about france oh well, I, I will come off my four-hour lunch break for five well, no, minutes I'm, to would, check some passports well my french passport i just go straight through so it's, oh here sorry. we go <laughs> because he's one of those people apparently again before brexit apparently none of us ever had to show our passport anywhere do you remember anyway uh never happened to me at 6.44 is the time up next to look at all those front pages. And yeah, we'll talk about Harry as well. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.